0: Hello everyone. If you can hear me, would you please type in yes below in the uh, chat area. Thanks, Steve. Steve can hear me and I assume others can hear me as well. Hey, um, it's Thursday afternoon. How'd you sleep last night? That's my question. I'm taking care of my, sister, my sister's, my, my daughter's dog and uh, Polly. And Polly woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning, wanted to come in and lay with me. Didn't want that. She whined and she uh, yelped a little bit. And I ignored it. And finally she quieted down about 5 o'clock. She uh, started up again. So uh, my sleep was interrupted by a yelping dog. Uh, which kind of segues to what I want to, want you to think about is what what kept you awake last night? What was the issue or issues that kept going or disturbing your sleep? And often, I think why people can't sleep when infidelity or a marriage crisis is slamming at you is because during the daytime, you don't want to think about it, or you're thinking about other things or trying not to think about it. And at night, you can't shut it down. It's there, and it's there because it's... It says, I need help. I have an issue, I have a problem, and I want resolution to it, and you aren't sure what the resolution is. So, nighttime is the time in which you at all levels, consciously, subconsciously, or unconsciously, feel it, think it, live it, and ask questions, and try to work your your way through it. So, what, what were you thinking about last night? What kind of questions were being raised in your sleep last night? Somebody want to take a stab at that? Uh, have any questions you want to share? Uh, Enter it in the chat area down below. Feel free to do that. Again, remember, um, the Q&A sessions are being recorded, and they are in the free introductory level of my... Um, Infidelity Recovery Center, and if you haven't already been there, go to this page, Infidelity Recovery Center, member, slash SP, slash 7, slash 17, click on the access here, and it'll give you a username and password, and you will have free access to all the past Q&As plus some other stuff. I got uh, um, a neat thing I'm working on, it's called Infidelity IQ. And it's a bunch of, I think, 40, 49, 50 questions, something like that, that you can answer true or false to give you some idea of what you know about or don't know about infidelity. So, okay, uh, Beth. My husband told me that he wants to end work. uh, My husband told me that he wants to end work emotional affair But doesn't want to hurt her feelings or her not like her, a a fair fog. Okay, Beth, how long? Hard time understanding. My husband told me he wants to end it. it. It's an emotional affair, I guess. But he doesn't want to hurt her feelings or her her not to like her, a fair fog. Beth, can can I unmute you? Is that possible? I'm a little bit confused about what you're specifically after here. I can unmute you, Beth. Would you type in yes or no down below in the chat area? Beth says yes. Okay. Beth, I just clicked the button to unmute you. Can you hear me? Make sure my volume's up. Can you hear me, Beth? Beth, maybe you have to unmute you. Can you unmute your your, uh, microphone? Beth, can you do that? Can you hear me? All right, Beth, I'm going to take a stab here. I think what you're saying is... um, your your husband had an affi- an emotional affair, and he wants to end it. But he's he doesn't want to, supposedly hurt the affair partner's feelings. And I think the question is, is he in an affair fog, or what? What's behind this? Not wanting to hurt her. Is that is that the question you're asking? If that's accurate, type in. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, I unmute you, but you can't hear. Um, can't. I can't hear you. Okay, I'm going to mute you. But muted, Beth. Okay. Um, I think prob- what, what happens in most of those cases, Beth, is that the controlling person in the relationship is probably the other woman. And your husband may be afraid that if he confronts her with reality, uh, she can't handle it, or he can't handle it. Maybe that's the case too. Um, and so she, she tries to control the relationship. And control can be in a variety of ways. It can be that she is, is really angry and um, verbally abusive or hostile and so he's afraid that if uh, he says it's over, she's going to get mad and going to throw the book at him. Uh, that may be what he's saying, or he may be saying that um, I can't end the affair with her because. you uh, and everybody. She's so fragile, you know. She she's going to be terribly, terribly fragile, and she may even kill herself. I mean, that I've heard that a number of times that. Um, the, the spouse is afraid to stop the affair for fear that uh, the uh, the other person may do themselves in or may do something really crazy and really stupid, may involve other people, may blow it wide open. Uh, so that's a possibility. Beth, does any of that make sense to you? Okay, he told me yesterday you tried to end it a couple of times. My guess is he is high on emotion, and yes, worries about her. Um, okay, so it may it may be an excuse for him not to end it. Is it maybe that's another uh, factor here, that he's high on emotion. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Um, high on emotion, um, kind of living in a fantasy world perhaps, and fearful that his fantasy might fade away or might... Uh, not in reality, Beth says, okay, uh, afraid his old fantasy life may may go poof, and <laughs> it's all gone. Um, and, and then his fantasy life is stirring his feelings. Uh, he has an illusion in his head of what's going to happen here. Um, some unresolved issues probably um, that, that may be working on. That may be another factor here, Beth, that may be um, what you're dealing with. And if that's the case... Um, uh, I suggest you just continue to point to reality and say, uh, is that what you really want? And do you know the cons- what the consequences might be, so on and so forth. Try to get them back to reality if you can. All right. Uh, Jen says, my husband came back after three months of no silence after my affair. We spent several days together. However, he kept saying that our marriage is over to not talk about the problems and see where it goes. Uh, that he misses me, but he also talks about how he 's seeing other people there 's one girl in particular that I was concerned about and found out found that he was talking a lot to her while he 's been with me. I really wanted to work things out and was transparent with him, but his anger um, that 's the end is preventing us to communicate. What should I do? I feel like the other woman, and he 's giving me I feel like the other woman, and he 's giving me mixed signals. Okay, Jen, are you saying that you're the one that had the affair? Jen, are you willing to be unmuted so we can dig into this a little bit more? If you're willing to be unmuted, Jen, could you type in yes? Yes. Okay, Jen, I'm going to try and find you. Jen, I unmuted you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Jen? I'm having a problem hearing. Hey, here's somebody. Is that you, Jen? Jen, can you hear me? We're having a problem with this feature today, I think. Jen, can you unmute yourself? It's not allowing me to talk. Okay, question, Jen. Are you the one that had the affair? Is that what I read? Yes. Okay, so let me go back again then. I pick up on the word angry. So he's angry. He's sending you mixed messages. So he's basically... keeping you at arm's length the way it sounds after three months. Uh, so he's sending you mixed messages and part of the message is that he's really angry. Uh, what I would do, Jen, is I would, I would flame his feelings of anger. <laughs> I would take your, your, uh, um, take your fan out and there's some embers of anger there and fan those anger so that they, they start flaring up. And make his anger right. And if he starts focusing it on you, you can say, oh, just a minute, I really, I cannot, you know, I respect your anger. Uh, help me understand what's, what's behind that. And when he begins, perhaps he can begin talking about some of his fears then that lie beneath the anger. And that would probably be a helpful place for him to go that once he begins to realize that it's a safe place for him to be with you, to express his anger, um, that would be a win for you and probably for him. That may take some while because he may be reluctant to, to get there for, he says right now we're not talking. We're not talking because he's angry. He's, when he gets angry, he controls probably by keeping his distance. So, My suggestion is to, you know, fan that anger and say, yeah, you're really, really angry, aren't you? You're really, really pissed off at me. And, you know, I just want you to know that I'm trying to be aware of that, trying to understand it. And I could imagine and I could understand if I were in your place that I would be terribly, terribly angry too. Help me understand what your anger is like, would you please? And he says, no, 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 it's not, it's not that bad. You say, okay, now there's another part of you jumping in here that's saying, um, I don't want to go there. Uh, there's another part of you that um, is is experiencing something else. I wonder, I wonder what's what that means. Do you, follow, you Do you get where I'm going here, Jen? Uh, I told him that I can't lose my self-respect and dignity because he's been lying to me this entire month. And he told me to never come around. Uh, okay, so you, t- you told him that you can't lose your self-respect and dignity uh, because he's been lying to me. Okay, this whole, this whole issue of, of secrets and lying then is another one maybe that you need to address uh, because I assume that you had the affair, you were lying uh, to him. And maybe this is payback time Um, Or maybe um, there's some fear about what happened. Um, It may be important for you to come clean with him about what happened. Uh, Maybe he wants that. Maybe he needs that. Um, And to um, go back and talk about times in which you lied to him. And that may generate some some constructive conversations about this whole issue of lying and trust. You know it, there's no trust here. That's that's kind of the bottom line the way it sounds. He doesn't trust you and you don't trust him. Um, so that's gonna take some time to to dig back, maybe not dig back, but get under the whole whole issues. <coughs> Excuse me. Keep a keeping secrets, keeping keeping away from each other, and using anger to push each other aside. Okay, I hope that's helpful, Jen. All right, anyone else? Uh, Okay, Jen says, should I give them space? No, there is no such thing as space. Uh, There's no such thing as space between the two of you. Um, There's a lot of, there's a strong attachment here going both ways. There's a lot of stuff underneath the surface. Um, and space is just distance. it's just going to prolong the agony. Uh, Jen, what you want to do is you want to start talking about the the real issues here. Um, and um, um, so your question probably is, how do I start that? And You declare then, you begin declaring your position. Your position is, from what I hear you saying, <clears throat> I, I'm i sorry about what happened. I want to know what this is like for you. Uh, I want this relationship to work. We have a long ways to go. There's a part of me that wants an honest, heartfelt relationship, and that's where I want to start with you. There are probably a lot of other things you can say, but that might be a a beginning point, okay? Okay, Lily, how do I handle the additional betrayers, those who supported my husband's affair through keeping a secret and lies, using their phones, apartments to meet, hook up with the other person, he continues his relationship with these individuals as if nothing happened. I have tried to put boundaries in place. Okay. Um, Lily, do you want to be unmuted? Let's. Should we try this again? All right, Lily, let's see if we can get this working this time.
1: Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Wonderful. Okay. How are you doing?
1: Um, I have many more bad days than good days, but
0: but you have some good days,
1: huh? Um, no, I wouldn't say good days. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay.
1: Um, this has been a hard issue for me to try to figure out if I need him to help me. I almost feel like I want to confront them. Okay. He to tell them the truth. I sometimes start thinking that way and going in that direction because I feel like sometimes that'll will heal me. But then when I think more about it, I feel like that's just making things worse. And then I've tried to put in boundaries in place specifically like they're not allowed to come over to my house anymore. You need to not have any contact with this person. Okay. Um but he gets very defensive he gets very angry and then he'll start throwing blame back at me like i don't know how to describe it like a a kid who is told no you can't play with that friend
0: okay you like these people
1: um two of them there are eight of them that were involved or that knew all the secrets the lies the apartments using the phones all of it so they were all pretty involved
0: Uh uh-huh so Mm -hmm. two of them two of them you like
1: um two of them one of them i handled myself i he happened to stop by my husband wasn't home and I just pretty much confronted him. Okay. And we talked through him some things and I forgive him.
0: Okay, how did Truly go- I
1: forgive him? Because he really stepped up and he was really empathetic and very sorry and he really felt bad.
0: Okay. Did you feel okay about it?
1: Um, do I feel with all these no, no, just, or do it just,
0: just with that person?
1: Um, did it help you? Yes. I think it helped me because okay. I could give somebody forgiveness and
0: okay. and you can't just feel like
1: you can't give it to these other people.
0: Okay. Well then don't go there with them because it sounds like it's going to be, um, it's going to be a mess. You don't need, you don't need more. You don't need eight more messes in your life. Plus, you know, Lily, these people were probably uh, really getting off on the drama. And um, the secrets and all the hiding, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know what it's like. But, uh, um, you know, it's not very mature for one thing. Um, and for another thing, it's highly destructive. But at the same time, it gives a lot of juice to relationships. So maybe a, a point to start with him is to say, why are you with these people? Why, what, what are they? I mean, here, here you want to be with me, supposedly, and yet you, you want to be with them. And these are people who basically didn't give a crap about me. Matter of fact, they did things that probably not only hurt me, but hurt you. So, why would you want to be with these people? I don't help me under, for the love of God, help me understand why you want to be with these people. Unless you like drama, maybe, maybe this keeps you juiced. I don't know. But it doesn't keep me juiced, and I'm, I don't want to go there. Now, does that fit?
1: Um, yes. Um,
0: okay, say, more, say more, for
1: like, the, for the two of them, I feel like that might be a good starting place um it it's definitely something i continue to bring up again and again and trying to get him to I'm, I'm trying to pull him or push him to get him to think about these people that support him that or he thinks that are like these good influences around him and in reality they're
0: not okay so you're trying to push him and in- yeah, I, I suggest you don't push him. Um, it sounds like he's going to use that as an excuse then eventually to mm-hmm. do you do you in. Um, what's your position here? Why, why do these people bother you?
1: Because um, I feel like a fool. I was the last one to know. Okay. So... This whole time they were coming over to my house, acting like everything was fine. Okay. How could they come into my house, have dinner with me, you know, share life experiences with my children and stuff. And then to like interact that way with me that I was okay with all this. And that just hurts. That hurts so bad.
0: Okay. with friends with friends like that, you don't need enemies, do you? Oh, no. Okay.
1: Now, how, but then I think how, that I'm how, trying to... How are you foolish?
0: How does that make you foolish?
1: Being the last one to know.
0: <laughs> well, okay, but how, does um, it foolish? How, how could you have known? They didn't tell you, did they? No. How were you supposed to have known? I don't know. You you, you couldn't have known. I mean, you probably sensed something was a little bit weird sometimes, but um, um, you know, the, there was no direct communication that indicated to you that anything was off, right? I mean, they came over; things like things were normal. It seemed normal, right?
1: Yeah. I, you
0: know, you don't. I don't. You know, I don't understand how you're foolish. Then they're they're the one that's foolish.
1: Yeah, I'll have to keep trying to remind myself that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I just, I threw that out to you because, you know, w- this has triggered in you some real powerful stuff, obviously, that goes back, you know, a number of, of years for you, probably, in terms of self-doubt and and feeling taken advantage of and being foolish, correct? Correct. Yeah, and then you're not alone. <laughs> you are not alone at all. I mean, this, this is what infidelity often triggers, is we, we the, the person who has been faithful feels foolish. And there's no reason, there's no reason, there's no logical reason to feel foolish, because in, in 99% of the cases, you, you, you couldn't have known. And if you did know, I mean, you know, what could you do about it? So... It it touches off all kinds of things from our history that all of us have about feeling um, kind of weak, kind of not in the know, kind of foolish in many ways. Does this make sense? Yes. Okay. And what do you do then to the part of you that feels foolish? How can you help her?
1: Mm -hmm. I'm not, to be honest, right now, I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Can you say to her, Lily, you couldn't have known. You're not foolish. Does it help her? Yeah, I can say that. Does that help her, though? Does that help her?
1: Um, A little bit.
0: A little bit. Yeah, yeah. we're not, we're going <laughs> to deal with all this here in two minutes, but. I'm just giving you a couple things to think about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, anything else, Lily, on this? There's a whole lot of other stuff here, but well, of course we don't have time, but anything else, any pressing question regarding this right now?
1: Um, no, I think that helps. I just don't know if I should just confront them. I almost, I just feel compelled to do that and I have to keep stopping myself.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, um, you see confronting them as a way to relieve your sense of feeling foolish, probably, correct? Yes. All right. It it may not. It may, but it may not, depending upon the, the level of sensitivity and sophistication of these people, but they don't sound very sophisticated or, or sensitive to me. Um, so it may be a, a more effective way to, find ways to heal the part of you that thinks that it's foolish.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: Okay, all right, thanks Ali. I appreciate that. That's a great question because somebody else says, someone else said that they had the same question that you do, who is that? Um, Steve says, same question as Ali. friends of my wife, not friends of the marriage, right? Yep. And, you know, one other thing, Lily and Steve, that you, you might want to, um, scratch your head and say, uh, what's really, say your, your, your cheating spouse, what's really, really important to you? What, what do you want out of these relationships? And say, um, let me know what you want. I may not want it, but we have to come to some kind of understanding or agreement and, um, before this can work. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Katya says, my husband has shown great remorse, but the affair was two and a half years long with great lengths and lies to keep deception. Other woman was my nanny and in my house every day. I get triggered by so many things every day, things in my house that she touched, pictures of my kid at the age that it happened, when my husband becomes comes this and I feel like I'm going nuts. 2 years post D-day, how do I get sane? I feel like I'll never trust anyone again. Okay, Katya. Gotcha. Um yeah. Triggers, 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 triggers. Um here's where you can start with this Katya that I I've, I've worked Um, in coaching with a lot of people here. when, When something triggers you, what does it trigger? What are the negative feelings that get triggered? And just notice. That's all you do is just notice. The negative feelings. The feelings are physiologically based. Where in your body do you notice the feelings when they're triggered? Just notice. And if you like to journal write down incidences where this occurs. And then what negative thought about you does it trigger? The thoughts are highly connected to the feelings. The feelings are connected to a physiological feeling, the stomach, the head, the chest, the back, the neck. Um, what, What are the negative feelings? Where are they located? And what negative thoughts are brought up in you about yourself. And first of all, just notice that. That's the beginning. That's 50% of the process right there. Because once once the triggers happen, often what we do is our mind goes to um, the other person. It goes to the situation. It goes to things outside ourselves that we cannot control, that we can't do anything about. So instead of your mind going that going in that direction, say to myself, oh, what does this mean to me? Where are my feelings? And when you begin to feel the feelings and when you begin to notice where they are in your body, say, ask for even more description. What is this really like? Is it like a, Is this pain like a, a knife stabbing me or is it a dull pain? What kind of pain is it? And um, what are the thoughts that I have about myself that get triggered here? And how can I calm myself? How can I nurture myself? How can I care for myself? Is there another part of me that can care for me at that point? Something similar to what we did uh, with um, with Lily and and the other people, and her sense of feeling foolish. Okay, Katya, I hope that's that's uh, helpful for you. That opens a, a whole lot of things in your life. That if, if you can begin there and move ahead with that, you're you're going to really feel. Uh, some some uh, relief. Okay. Thank you. Was that Katya?
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I didn't know you were unmuted. Is that helpful?
1: Yes, very what, much.
0: What was most helpful?
1: Um, I think the fact that I I turned my thoughts towards him or towards her.
0: Yeah. No. Yep.
1: And because I I do really try to assess like is this making me fearful? Is it making me angry? Is it making me sad? I try to really pay attention to my feelings, but no. you know, it kind of stops there and then I just either hate them or no. wish ill will on them. I don't really no. go from there anywhere.
0: Right, right. Gotcha. You you're kinda of stuck there. Well uh, let me let me offer a little tip. Rather than saying, they make me feel this way, use the words, it brings up in me. Because when you say, they make me feel this way, you're giving them too much power. You're giving them power they don't So You can say, this brings up in me, these feelings and these thoughts. And then I want you to find uh, another part of you that's nurturing and loving and caring and see how that works. Okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. All right. Our time is up. I appreciate everyone who asked questions and um, I'll see you probably next Thursday, same time. Take care. Wish you the best.